Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on these platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcasts, that's a new one for us. Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Spotify, and Anchor. And do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Prophetic End Time Shaking and Division Prophetic end time is revealed by the continual shaking of nations, dividing of people, and tearing down of principalities. Discern signs amidst the times. When dealing with signs, wonders, prophecies, and plain good sage teachings from the apostles, one must pay attention. I refer to biblical values. In this context, we address efforts to discern times. The apocalypse waits for no one. The apocalypse waits or does it? While the world marches on in all its faint-hearted glory, the apocalypse will wait for none of them. The latest posts on warn-usa.com Secret World, Secrets of God and Men, Part 8 on Sound of Shofar. Secret Worlds brings us to the table prophecy and the Word of God. There is the Word of God, and it is something anyone can read. However, Scripture is full of warning and admonitions. Leviathan Judgment, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 57 on Battle Lines. Leviathan Judgment enters into the realm of prophecy and the end of days. Many of the powers and principalities that were in Isaiah are still here today. Be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising details the takeover of America. There is danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. He who opposes rises. Believers overcome by faith. We continue the story of Mac, a former Black Ops sniper. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can Mac save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to Dana Glenn Smith. And you can visit our Christian books, or books and resource shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. 
And now I welcome the watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings. Welcome to another Friday morning edition of Sound the Shofar. And uh, we are continuing with our series, God's Righteous Judgment, High Exalted One, Part 2. On Thursday night, we did our Isaiah series, and it was our 155th episode of Isaiah. And so far, we've had in excess of 155 hours covering Isaiah, and add on another equal amount just for the beginning study of Isaiah. So... A lot of hours. And the thing we came away with all of this is the grace of God. Because in America and the world, all they have is the grace of God. Even the wicked who don't believe nor accept him or follow his ways there is the grace of God that allows these people to enjoy the earth, the sun, the skies, the heat, the food, the cold, the provision, their jobs, their homes, their nations, their cities. And some people even enjoy to murder and kill and rob and steal others. But one of these days, your freedom to kill and robber, uh, rob and murder, abort babies as well, it's going to be over for you. God's grace will be ended for you and his judgment will begin. And God's grace is very much alive on the believers, the followers. For these are those who received Christ, John chapter 1. These are those who are born again of the Spirit, John chapter 2. These are those that are destined to become the sons of God, for they have been given the power to become the sons of God, John chapter 1. These are the ones who walk in the light as he is in the light, 1 John 1. 
These are those that know about the confession of sin. You can read more about that in Romans. And you can look at uh, chapters 3 through 7. Just read the whole book of Romans. You'll find out. The bottom line today is that we have a lawless world. And in America, we have a lawless society. And if we look back in the 60s, and that was my generation, I was actually a little bit... I was in the service during 67 and on up. And uh, so I know what the riots were about. I knew what the hippie movement was. I knew all of it. I'd been raised practically in a Methodist church. But it wasn't until later in life that God got a hold of my young Methodist heart that it somehow waned a little bit. And God saved me from my sins. You know, <laughs> I have, over the course of my life, been able to experience a number of major ministries in some way or another. The Rod Parsleys, the Benny Hinn, and another one who happens to be a Jewish prophet. And of course he's gone now. And one of the things he said about the judgment coming on America that uh, we had discussed since I was warning America about the same thing. Is that God would not do anything to America until he was gone. Well, he died some time ago. And coincidentally... You know, a lot of the things that are happening and moving things forward that we classify as the end of days have happened after his death. It is as if, it depends on if you have faith or not to believe, it is as if God did take his prophet home and then he started up in the ante on America. So as we look at everything today and we look at America, we can look up and see, wow, there's hope. Joe Biden's visiting the border. <laughs> That's a joke. Where, where has he been all this time? We don't care if he goes to the border. What do you want to go to the border for? Why don't you visit some of these states that are surrounded by illegals? But see, they don't care either. They do spend money to take care of them. There's a billions and billions of dollars worth of medical that is free now to them. They don't pay for any of it. Meanwhile, Americans 
like Tower and I, we got to cover our own selves. <laughs> no free medical for us. No sirree. Nothing. The vets on the street, they don't care. They're still on the street. I did read the story. On, well, didn't read it, but I read her testimony, short one. A woman who lives on the street, and she was happy because the government leaves her alone. And uh, she lives in a little tent on the street year-round. Now, she doesn't live on the street up here because it's too cold up here. We don't have many people sleeping on the streets. I don't know of any. Yet, you know, she's probably where it's warm somewhere. So she can, she can take her fentanyl and be on the street and get a, a government subsistence somehow. So she likes being on the street so she can have her drugs. Well, you know, drugs do help a delusion. It's also a sure way to seal your fate for a lot of other things. And we see earmarks all the time of the increase in globalist reign. And if you really do investigating on Klaus Schwab, you're going to find that, find that guy's has roots, wicked roots, back to Nazis. And, and that's literal. His, his dad was a high officer in Hitler's elite. And uh, he still has that craving to control and that Hitler had. So he don't mind, along with Gates and a few others, it seems, according to the stories that we see, to kill millions of people because the planet is overpopulated. And you would say, well, that's just poppycock. That'll never happen. Well, if you get into Scripture, you're going to find when the Lord comes back in Revelation, he will destroy those who have destroyed the earth. And he's talking about the wicked. He will feed the wicked blood as well. And of course you can read about all this in imagery in Revelation. There are those who would sacrifice other Americans and other humans in order to get what they want. So when we talk about God's righteous judgment it is a righteous judgment, and he's righteous in everything. You know, matter-of-factly, God's righteous judgment brings the nations of men face-to-face -face with the truth of all truths. And that is, while man is allowed to live, breathe, and do as he pleases on earth, one day all God's creation will arrive at the judgment just alongside man. But man will stand for his righteousness or unrighteousness. And he will stand before the Almighty. And you can read a little bit more about the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1. 
and more warnings on the judgment at the end of Revelation in chapter 22. You see, the Lord, as many know today, provided for man's redemption. It allows men, for the most part, and women, you know, humans, to escape the judgment. But today, over the years we have had, and there they were very much alive in the time of Paul and Peter and James and John and the others. There was a lot of false teachers, false teaching, false apostles. And we have the same going on today, men and women who are stocking up wrath unto themselves for the day of wrath and God's righteous judgment. And so if you're a believer and you really don't want to face the wrath of God and you love God, continue to serve him with all your heart. Trust him. Now, a lot of the believers have been trained purposely for a long time that you're not going to see any trouble or tribulation. Well, just to inform you, if you're still alive, <laughs> the dead can't hear this. At least we don't think. We don't have any kind of electronic instruments in the hereafter to pick up what the dead are saying. But we can think about this in comparison to scriptures, and we know in Sheol, in hell, they're crying out in pain. You know, you go through life and you make wrong decisions. Just like that young man who's now charged with killing those four kids in Idaho. They say he left DNA on his knife sheath, which he had left there at the scene. Now this guy is going through a criminal program, you know, criminal law. And the question is, why would a guy like that, who, has, who is working on his PhD in criminal law, kill four people? And the obvious answer is simple. It's connected to his criminal law, and uh, he had wondered what a criminal felt when he did the things. Well, according to the charges, he's, he's felt what it was like. Now he's going to feel the judgment. There's one hope, folks. And while the world may seem crazy, God is here to deliver you, to guide you, to help you have a clean heart, a clean mind, understand that you can fight back with the Word of God and the Spirit of God and faith, and you can rebuke and bind, and you can speak truth. There is power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a victory through the blood of Christ on the cross, and there's no reason for you to think that all hope is gone. But the devil and his minions work overtime to convince people that there is no hope, that God is a liar and so are those who follow him. We begin in Romans 2, 1 through 9. 
Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges. And of course, in this section, he's talking about judging. For wherein thou judgest another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge do the same things. And you know, one scripture that describes America, especially in politics, social media, we are a nation of judges. But see, even our judges who judge the law and the cases that come before them, some of them are unrighteous. And just this morning I see a judge who got in trouble. Because of the person that came before him who happened to be a woman. And if I'm not mistaken, she had been living with him or connected to him in some way. Didn't go well for him. At any rate, we know from Israel, too, the judges were corrupt. God sent prophets, and they stoned them, wouldn't listen to them. If Judah had to listen to Jeremiah and repented like the Lord wanted them to, they'd have never gone into Babylon, you know, in captivity for 70 years. So we spend our times, now see, we're not going to spend time on judging. It's another sin. We walk in the light as he is in the light. The Lord is going to judge, but his judgment is righteous, and you will stand before him. That's the one who does the judging. Verse 2, he says, But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Now see, when I was talking about grace, I mentioned about man, even though he's wicked, woman, you know, humankind, can enjoy what God has created and the ability to stay warm, make money, live. And you can even live wickedly because you're still under grace here. That's why the world... And humankind on it, all you have is grace. You think you have more, you don't. You have God's grace. And God's grace one day will end. Because it will be fulfilled in the righteous who will be granted God's everlasting grace and presence. And the wicked will lose. Period. But see, it is true the good, goodness of God leads people to repentance. And that is led by the love of God. That love of God flows out of the mercy of God. And it's accessed through the grace of God. And through faith. 
you wouldn't be able to access anything if God didn't have love, which propelled him to give you mercy, which he decided he wouldn't destroy mankind, but allow them to live and repent. That's God's grace. But he required of man to have faith, believing. But in order to save man, he had to have an atonement, which was blood. And so the temporary atonement was a sacrifice of animals in the Old Testament and the workings of the law. In the New Testament, the Passover lamb, the lamb of God, was and is Jesus Christ, Yeshua. And he's already went through that on the cross, resurrected from the dead, and seen alive through many infallible proofs. And he is working to bring his people home. One day, it'll all be over. But until that time, even for Tower and I, 2023 is going to be a year of doing what we've been doing. This is our 25th year of ministry in end time ministry. We began back in the mid-70s, went to Bible school, we pastored, we worked with the politics within the church. But even in Bible school, I had a ministry called Open Doors. And coincidentally, there is an Open Doors ministry, the humanitarian that just changed their name to Global Relief. But there was a door open before me, and that's where the name came from. And so me and some of my buddies and our wives opened up a place where we could work with people on the street. And we'd go to other towns and talk to people. That was a long time ago. Then within that time, and it's been actually a little more than 25 years ago, that as I was, and this was the beginning of the internet, I mean, it, the, the whole function of it was there. But society didn't really use it. It was used by scientists and other things to access and put out messages between one another. And so this was in the very beginning when they opened it up and the speeds were like 1,200 kilobytes. That was our speed. There was no pictures, no audio, no video, nothing. There were boards, message boards that you could go to and leave messages on. And then AOL came along and it began to change. I was one of the first ones in that arena in our state among the first people. I went out and got me a big computer, had it built because nobody knew how to build them. And uh, 
began working on the internet. There was no ads. There was no live anything, really. And then it progressed. But it was on one of those days that I was online. It was late at night. I was in the living room on my computer. And I had had a few issues with the Lord, and we argued for a long time. About 12 years, that's what I tell people. It was about 12 years. And then Tower and I began repenting of all that. And I remember my repentance very well. Because afterwards, we set up a prayer room, Tower and I. We had a study table downstairs where we would do it daily. And the kids would come in, and we told them, go do something, be quiet. Because we have to do this. They didn't know what we were even doing. Because we were just mom and dad. But to us, we needed to repent. And we couldn't teach our children until we got with God and truly got straight. Which we did. And our kids both know the Lord, our whole family. We openly pray together. And we're all facing this in the end times together. But I said all this to tell you that God is merciful. He's not an angry God. And when he does, it's righteous anger. You may laugh. You can laugh all you want. But back to the story, I was on that computer. And as I sat there, and just a little note, I've had visions before. And things I can recall. But one of the first things I was told many, many years ago, America as you know it will cease to exist. This has been over 60 years ago that I was told. America as you know it will cease to exist. There was a series of three visions with that many years ago. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what it was. I knew one thing. America would cease to exist. Well, over those years, I just kind of let it go because America didn't exist. I mean, didn't cease to exist. But on this night, I had a visitor. I recognized the voice immediately. I hadn't heard it in a long time. Because I basically shut everything off because America was still there. And I didn't, I didn't stop believing in the Lord or anything else. I just really didn't know what to do. So I raised my family. 
And if you look at even Moses, before he took his call to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, he went in another direction. And he had a family in the whole nine yards till God called him again. Because with every call, you know, God has to work in you to get the sin out. And there's a lot of people go right into, you know, all the educational things, become a pastor or become a, you get a BA in ministerial. You get a master's, maybe in theology, get a PhD in theology and go get a church. But you haven't dealt with the sin. Oh yeah, they confess sin. But the problem with Christians is they can continue in sin. They can continue having habits and problems. And if you're going to be a leader, you need to have those things gone. So I sat there motionless. And the voice and the presence filled the room. And there was someone behind me, but I was so petrified at the time and startled, I didn't move, not a muscle. And the Lord called me. And he called me to put together outreaches on the Internet as it grows and to send my voice around the world, which we're currently doing right now. Our podcasts, our broadcasts and episodes, we began actually in short wave. And then satellite. Now we're doing it through this. But see, we're doing this today because today is when it's really, really needed. And we can get the Word of God worldwide. And we have believers, listeners, and people who know us that I would have never met unless I did this. And to all those, I thank them. But if I hadn't listened, that would have been terrible. And over the years, we had to be, we had to be trained. We had to be taught. I'd graduated Bible school. I preached on the streets, you know, witnessed, did things. But see, it was God's grace. And it was the goodness of God that led me to where I'm at today in his mercy. But see, like many people today, verse 5 of this verse says, But after thy hardness and impotent heart, treasurest up unto the yourself, thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render every man according to his deeds. 
to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory, honor, and immortality and eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. Now that's an overall summary by Paul in Romans. But see, if you look at America today, and America has been a Christian nation, it's no longer. There are Christians in it. But for all intents and purposes, you've already lost your nation. But America is going to be judged. And I can tell you assuredly that D.C. will be totally wiped off the map. And there's a few states that are going to be wiped off the map. A few towns in those states, I should say. The judgment on this country will come unexpectedly. You'll never know it. And you'll have false prophets and others telling you many things. You need to get into the Word of God and stay there and seek the Lord. And listen to the Spirit of God and the Word of God. He will render to every man according to their deeds, even in America. And so if you're contentious and you don't want to obey the truth, you love unrighteousness, you don't mind indignation and wrath, you enjoy the tribulation and anguish and trouble You're one of the murderers or the rapists. Or you may be one of the political hacks in charge that love lording it over people and causing them trouble. You might be one of those that love abortion. Like some of these young ladies have stood up and said, I'm going to go out and get pregnant and poop out a baby so I can kill it. Pride. Pride will even meet the female and the male. We have disregarded the truth of God. We have corrupted that which is of nature and naturally governed by the laws of God. And we have gone our own willful way. For all intents and purposes, America is an exact copy of Mystery Babylon. But see, Mystery Babylon just isn't one nation. The whore, the woman, the harlot is a spirit of and she has different abominations for different places because the same abominations in America aren't the same ones they're doing in some of these Muslim countries or in North Korea or in China. It's a big cup. There's lots of abomination and there's only one suited to judge mankind and that is the Lord Jesus Christ who is the Almighty in Revelation 1, the first and the last. God has handed everything into his hands. And so the last verse of that says, Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first, also of the Gentile. Now you see, there are two kinds of tribulation. There is a tribulation we know that happens automatically in the world. In the world you will have tribulation. You will have trouble, the Lord said. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, he said. And then there is the great tribulation. Many scholars and prophecy people have conveniently divided it 
into three and a half years one way and three and a half years the other. I'm not going to go into details. I used to take this scenario and detail it out for you. I'm not going to do that. I don't teach pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Go find somebody else. I teach repent from your sins and be ready at any time. Now, if that's not good enough for you, go somewhere. You want the truth, I'll give you the truth. But can you handle the truth? If I were to tell you that most of these people believe in the pre-trib rapture is still going to be there when the true tribulation comes. And if you look back, some of this stuff really began in the year 2000. You have been suffering tribulation in some form all the way clear to this present moment. And this present moment, that tribulation has increasingly, increasingly got worse and worse and worse over all these years. So where are you at? You're still on the planet and there's tribulation and trouble. There's death. The inner cities in America are like a war zone. But also, if you look up in Idaho, those four young people, college students, were murdered. One of the surviving girls had run in to this guy that did the killing. And you'll have to read the chilling story. He said, don't worry, I'll take care of it. She said she was afraid. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. That's because he was going to kill her. But instead of killing her, he passed her by. She went and locked the door to the room, scared to death. Why didn't she call the cops at that point? Maybe they didn't have a cell phone on her. Maybe she didn't know where it was. Maybe they didn't have a phone in the house. Because a lot of them don't even know what a rotary phone was today. See, in Revelation 16, 1 through 16, we hear about the righteous judge. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. The wrath of God, tribulation. Now that is real. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the, upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Now you are right at the doorway of the mark of the beast right now. When they get the digital currency, <coughs> and this isn't new to me, I warned 20 years ago about. And at that time, even up to that time, we were all looking for the currency, the one world currency that would control the earth. Was it going to be the dollar bill? Was it going to be the UN? Was it going to be the British pound? And everybody was talking about that. 
But you see, it's almost been laid out for us because of the World Economic Forum and the pervert Klaus Schwab. And of course, Joe Biden is administration who wants to get in on the act. See, because the first thing they're going to do, and of course, uh, um, Talbot back in the mid-90s also talked about this. Because we're going to have a currency, and it's going to be one currency, and we're going to tell you what you need to do. And if you don't do it, we'll cut off your account, and you won't have nothing. See, that's the goal. It's control. And the nations, all of them, are really ready for this. Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. The country that he likes the best for a pattern is China. Because of their control over the people. You see, the people could have overthrown this a long time ago, but they didn't want to. As long as you leave us alone, we'll do what you say. That, that's that's the, the way it goes. But in America, we're doing the same thing. Because our forefathers told us that, that the rights to bear arms shall not be infringed. Because when a government comes along in America that is taking away your rights, you need to go stop that government, overthrow them, and install the government we had originally. You can go read the Constitution for yourself. But there's a lot like Barack Obama thinks it's outdated and they want to do away with it, and they will. They're going to do away with the dollar anyway. Some 20 years ago, I told them. I said, there's already a one-world currency. And this was at the time when we got rid of the old standard mode of broadcast and went to digital. And I don't remember that exact time. So it was in that arena of time that I said this. And it was a little bit after it had been in place. And I said the one world currency is already here. It's digital. And so when you start talking about currency like they're talking now, there is no real coinage. There is nothing. It's in the air. It's worth what they tell you it's worth. And then that's what you're bartering with. There's nothing. It's all a fantasy. But it enables you to get things, to live your life. So once they get you in that, and, um, and people, especially in America, they'll like it, it's easier. I mean, even today, most people don't even use checkbooks. Everything's online. All the transactions are online. So why not have a currency like that? The reason is they're going to take it and control it. It's easy. Just shut off the account. Suddenly you can't pay your house payment, your car payment, you can't buy food, you can't do nothing, you're out on the street. But see, it's going to get worse than that because the end of it is going to the mark of the beast. And the, and the people that are instituting this don't even, don't even know that. Many of them. 
Now there are Satanists out there, dark Satanists, and they know. They know the darkness. They know the one that they serve. Make no mistake. And you will find out if you're alive at that time. And so they're going to control everything you buy and sell. And the mode is going to be through the digital avenue. And matter of fact, that's what you're enjoying today, digital. But see, I also said at that time that when the beast comes around, he will have more technology than we've ever seen before. They'll be able to do things. And I've gone into in-depth on how this would happen. One of the things that he will be able to do is appear in every house at the same time. He'll look like a real person. But it'll all be technology. So when the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Now that is the judgment of the blood. I've been warning about blood guilt for as long as I can remember. And killing innocent babies is a classic, classic example of killing innocents, and their blood shed will bring a curse. And you can find it in the Torah. The Lord warned him about bloodshed and he may, went to lengths to get the people to understand that. It's one thing to go to war in the name of Jehovah and he sends you. It's another thing to go on your own and just kill people. And so when you have all that blood that's been shed, like we have in America and around the world, all the blood, and we have even more blood shed by murders in the inner cities, that judgment of the blood increases. And that's what this is. This is the fulfillment of humankind who didn't listen and shed all this blood. And they're going to drink blood and they will die. Welcome to true prophecy. And you've been living it. You've been seeing this stuff. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty and true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and powers given unto him to scorch men with fire. And the men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. And one thing you're going to find all the way through, they don't repent. And one of the reasons they're not going to repent, they've taken the mark of the beast. And of course, their consciences are seared. They've been given over to, a, to this evil entity, this wickedness. 
and this darkness can inhabit their bodies. And so they can go all the way and never repent. When you get to this stage, this is judgment. But you see, even after the judgment, there's going to be those of the nations who are alive. This is after uh, the Armageddon. This is after they uh, go down to Israel, to Jerusalem. At any rate, we're not covering Revelation. I'm just going through this because we're talking about the High Exalted One. And so you can find a lot of things in there. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Then he gathered them together in a place called the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. That's Revelation. If you go to Revelation 16, you, you'll find that. And Revelation 16, 16 is where he talks about Armageddon. Now, we got another big section here, but we're not going to be able to really cover it. And next time we will begin in Isaiah 47. Now see, these things here, a lot of this stuff, these quotes out of Isaiah, I've covered in Isaiah because I'm in chapter 51 now of Isaiah. And uh, it's a different kind of a study that I'm doing in Isaiah. And in it, I garner out of it not just what's happened with Israel, but I relate that to the nations of men and what's going on currently. You know, it'd be nice. It would be great if we could just sit back and say, you know, this is not going to happen. And have it really not happen. But see, there's a coming kingdom. And that's the issue. In order to get in that kingdom, you've got to be perfect. <laughs> Good luck there. While well, people think they're perfect. Well, we know different, don't we? Did you ever work? And you have that person that works with you and they're perfect, <laughs> so to speak. So Isaiah 47, I like Isaiah personally. I mean, uh, the book, the prophecies, very good.
So when you think on this, when you look at this, the high exalted one, God's righteous judgment. The righteous judgment is coming. And God has made provision for you to escape that judgment through Christ and his work on the cross. And so get into John 1 and read it. He went to his own, his own received him not. But to as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. You can read that there. John chapter 3, everybody knows that. But you must be born again through the Spirit. When you confess those sins, when you come to the Lord, when you receive the Lord, the Spirit of God comes in. First John 1 tells you your relationship. You're to walk in the light as the Lord is light and how he walked. This is where we need to be in that light. Paul spends a lot of time talking about that light. The world is in darkness. It's not going to see this stuff. The world is going to want this stuff. The world... You know, they don't see that killing babies are an abortion. Yeah, are, you know, it's blood guilt. They don't see that. They don't see why you're so worried about the sins. They don't see why you're so different. And they're not going to see. Not unless the Lord, like the Lord said, no one comes to me except the Father draws them. You can't just get saved whenever you want them. Now, there may be people that will tell you that. But that's not even scriptural. Now, you can come, and the Spirit of God will convict you when you come at that moment. But most people, once they go down the line of hardened hearts, it takes a lot to bring them back. And God has to send a shockwave in order to wake them up. Or a nation. If you send a nation into absolute trouble, people begin to wake up. Father, we thank you for this word. Lord, bless those that hear this whenever they do. I pray that you'd open up their hearts and minds to be prepared for you at the judgment. Because God's righteous judgment is coming. And even every day, God's righteous judgment is guiding us. Bless those that hear this, undertake in their lives and their family, provide for them, give them peace and love and joy and your redemption. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Go by our websites, amorn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Pick up a copy of my latest book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. You'll be glad you did, because there's a lot of prophetic stuff in there. So check it out. Till next week, next time, shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.